and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello, everyone. This week, I am delighted to be joined by the amazing Becky Stanton. Becky is a soul-led mindset and divine energetics coach for ambitious, soulful female entrepreneurs. Her coaching and offers take you from stuck in your head to deepening connection with your intuition, your truest self, and limitless possibilities, creating more ease, balance, and fulfillment as you pursue your entrepreneurial visions. Becky's also a rituals queen. She's qualified in neurolinguistic programming. She's a certified mindset coach, hypnotherapy, emotional freedom technique, Reiki and breathwork. She brings a soulful and holistic approach to mindset coaching and soulful activations to empower women on their business success journeys. Becky also guides clients with her soulful CEO approach to business, balancing the masculine with honest, energetic and feminine business practices. It's time to throw out the rule book and expand soulfully. Welcome, Becky. Oh, thank you, Lara. <laughs> it is so lovely to see you and to have you here. And I know that viewers, viewers, listeners are going to be really uh, interested in you know, the work that you do and how you use, I guess, the mindset part of what you do in your work and your balancing in that with all of the other different modalities. So just by way of an introduction, can you share with people how you got started in your business in coaching? So my journey starts because my mindset wasn't in a good place. <laughs> so my background is HR as well, like yours is Lara. Yeah. And I was coming up to my 30th birthday and for me that was a big sticking point and this big milestone of who am I, what am I doing, what's the point in life, <laughs> the existential crisis, Yes, <laughs> what we call that in return soulfully right around that age of 28. Yeah. And for me, I started to realize this isn't what I want to do. And I had this big desire, this big vision to be an entrepreneur, you know, work from home, have this flow, spaciousness, but no concrete idea, but also no belief in myself or very low belief in myself. And as we know, when we start to put ourselves out there and to really be more visible and to pursue our desires, all of the inner critic gets turned up. All of those wounds, those shadow parts of us are just exposed. So for me, I knew I wanted to do something different and big, but mindset became a big sticking point and I was stuck in procrastination, in freeze mode. And it was after Christmas in 2019, I believe, had a very tearful conversation with my husband. I was like, something's got to change. I need to change googled mindset coaching and there was Lara and the mindset coaching academy 
And I think I joined with like one day to go, didn't I? I just like jumped on yes. for the January start. I think you and, did. Yeah, it was a pretty yeah. it was a pretty quick decision, obviously an inspired <laughs> one, Becky, for all the clients that you've yeah. subsequently gone on to help. Yeah, and it was just following that desire. I knew something needs to change. Mm. You spoke to me. You were there, <laughs> and then from there, it was working on my own mindset. Mm. Then realizing, my gosh, if I can change this quickly and really like release all of that mm. BS that I was holding on to, all those stories, those yes. illusions, then I need to do this for others. And that's really where my business just took off because the passion, like the service just led me from there. I've been like, I need people to be aware of this and to yes. do this work with me. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say when it comes to the, to the, it's mainly women, female entrepreneurs that you're working mm-hmm. with, what would you say are the most common things that the most common blocks that they have when it comes to their entrepreneurial journey in terms of the work that you do? Yeah, so the the surface level blocks that show up for mm-hmm. them tend to be the holding back, what I call like playing smaller. So that can show up as like procrastination, the kind of flip-flopping in terms of I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. And underneath that um, from the surface is usually these beliefs of I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. Um, And in terms of like the upper limits of like how much you can handle it, is it like the fear of success you know if this does go well then can I handle it am I good enough again the fear of failure am I going to be judged so it tends to be on the surface just not really pursuing and not going for it Mm. consistently yeah but underneath there's all this wounding and belief system that there's a reason why you're not going for it so what do people come to you with when they come to you? Are they coming to you because they recognize they're not consistent, that they're procrastinating, or is it because they actually recognize there's something beneath the surface, Becky? I'd say most clients come to me in the symptom of procrastinating, mm-hmm. this inner conflict, this almost shaming themselves for how it's how it's showing up and the procrastination and the inconsistencies and this playing small energy feeds into their belief system and so there's usually this low energy of I know I want to play bigger I know I've got this vision I there's a part of me that really believes in this and I can visualize it I can sense it I can touch it Mm. in my mind's eye but there's it's incongruent with how I'm being now and they're not necessarily aware of what that root is and that's my job to guide them back to what is feeding this behavior these habits these ways of being and it tends to be around this worthiness and these stories and illusions from a young age or as we know with the work we do past lives and inherited you know around who they believe they are but it's showing up in just not fully putting themselves into putting themselves into the vision, but also showing up as who they really are. They're yes. playing small, playing a character. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you've got the the playing small, um, the not showing up, the shying away. And the other hand, you've got this feeling that I have to step much more into my masculine energy. 
to be able to be present and marketing. And that's something that you also help people to kind of balance out and recognize that there's a, it doesn't have to be one way or the other. Yeah. And that is the soulful CEO for me. It's understanding that the CEO is the masculine energy of you are a business owner. You are the visionary or driving it forward. You have the systems, the structures, the teams, but that supports the feminine soulful side. Because the more support you have, the more structure you have, the more you're able to be present, connect, channel, tune into your intuition, make those soulful decisions because you're not in the busyness of the business. And that was something I had to learn because as we all know, when we start a business, you're doing everything Mm. and probably doing things that aren't in the right season for your business too, because someone's telling you, you have to be on every social media platform. You've got to be doing all the things. So I was very busy probably for the first year and a half of my business Mm. and burning out, (laughs) not burnt out, but really on the road to burning out and with no boundaries and energetic work to look after myself and no regulation. Mm. And yeah, it's so important, I think, to find that balance for you Mm. in the right season you are in business. You don't need all the systems, all the structures, depending where you're at. Yeah, no, that's right. And so let's talk about that then. So what structures would you recommend that that entrepreneurs need to have uh, in those early days? What are those masculine energy CEO Mm -hmm. type structures and systems that you would recommend that that we do have to support our soulful side? Yeah. I think it differs for every business owner and their vision. And I think that's what's important rather than taking one size fits all approach. You know, I choose to market my business primarily in Instagram in the early days, Mm. but I was trying to do all the things elsewhere, do Pinterest, do blogging, do email. So I was very inconsistent because energetically I didn't have maybe repurposing set up yet. So I think for everyone, there's, there's certain pillars. So there's marketing, there's obviously client management, all of these certain pillars. And it's really working out what works for you, what will create ease and simplicity and flow Mm. for you. Where's your energy going? Those energy audits. What am I doing all the time? What are those repetitive tasks? What drains my energy? And then creating structures or teams or support to take that off of your plate because that energy can go into the co-creation, to the creative aspects of your business while serving more that Mm. you enjoy. Most of us enjoy I don't know if you've heard this, Laura, but most of my clients say, if I could just do what I love in terms of helping my clients all day, every day and not do any of the other stuff, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Absolutely. From the early, yeah. So in the early days, have that as your vision. Mm-hmm. That's your ultimate goal. So how can you start supporting that energy early on? It's different for everyone. Yeah. I think the thing is that we all start our businesses with this vision of particularly in coaching, you know, of helping people, of being with clients, of being creative, as you say, and and creating mm-hmm. services and offerings and being there. And then the reality is, well, actually, you need to be marketing, you need to be managing finances, mm-hmm. you need to be stepping up and doing all of those things. And so the more that we can get those things in place in a way that supports that creation and co-creation process, um, the better. And I think one challenge that people have is, as you've said, they think they have to do all the things in the first five minutes. And Mm -hmm. the reality is that you don't need a website to run a business. You Mm -hmm. 
you know, a, a solid social media presence and skills and, you know, the ability to actually coach and create transformation if you're in the coaching space is what you really need um, and a way for people yeah. to pay you. And it can be as simple as that. So, um, yeah, often people complicate things. And I know too that you are also a big fan of rituals. Um, you're the rituals queen. <laughs> We've mentioned that before. <laughs> Do you want to just share maybe with us some of the things that you do? I think a lot of people, um, I think we see often, don't we, you have to get up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and, you know, have this this morning routine, which, again, feels more masculine than feminine, the very <laughs> early starts for me. But, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your your rituals in the morning, Becky. What do you do? Yeah, well, I think the reason I call myself Rituals Queen is because I ritualize everything. For me, I love everything comes back to being present mm. and rituals is that intention setting of coming into the now. Yeah. So money dates, for example, money, technically, you know, CEO aspect, <laughs> masculine <laughs> spreadsheets. So I create a money date. I have a date with my money. You know, maybe it's wine, maybe it's a nice frothy cappuccino but I put a candle on, I put on my playlist and I was going to say, I make love to my money. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Barry White going in the, in the background here. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a very sexy date, <laughs> but that's what rituals are for me because then I'm excited for it. If I have on my to-do list, do money. Mm. I'm sorry, but everything in my body's gonna be like, oh no, thank you. Yeah. So everything's ritualized in my business. Mm. And for me, that doesn't necessarily mean rigid structure. Yeah. So I'm not a 5 a.m. clubber. I'm not gonna advocate until every client set your alarm, get up and do five mm -hmm. minutes visualization, five minutes journaling. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. For me, it's really working with the masculine and the feminine. So the masculine is like the dedication, the discipline. Yeah, there's some days I don't want to meditate. So my masculine almost like, no, you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um, a masculine nudge into my feminine. Yes. So for me, a morning ritual is I create space in the morning to do what I need to set myself up for the day. Mm. Sometimes it's meditating. Sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes it's a blend of things. Sometimes it's like feminine movement and, you know, mantras. It's almost a sacred space. Yes. So that ritual in terms of my morning ritual is I'm going to dedicate, I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to have, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever you have in your schedule to myself. Yes. I'm going to be present. I'm going to tune into my body, to my mind, to my energy of what do I need? What mm -hmm. do I need today? What's my focus? What's my intention? So every day looks different and that keeps things exciting for me. Yes. So if I'm going to do something the same every day, whether I'm on that ADHD spectrum or what, it's, I need variety. I need flow. Yes. And so, yeah, so one is ritualizing everything, especially the things you don't want to do if you need to do them. Mm. So content creation, for me, it's taking myself to that cafe. Mm. I'm not very creative sitting at my desk, forcing myself to write some content that doesn't work for me. So I ritualize it. I take myself to a cafe. I treat myself to a nice muffin and I people watch. And then I allow myself to create content. So yeah. noticing what you need to do and then creating a ritual that lights you up around it. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And I think the key thing too is, isn't it about just knowing what works for you, but also bringing that emotion in there. 
what emotional space do I need to be in in order to do mm-hmm. my creation? How do I need to feel? What are the anchors for me that mean that I know it's time to be dedicated or it's time to be creative? Mm-hmm. Um, and for many of us, that is more about an emotional response than it is about the box on the calendar or the you know the ticking off of the timetable. Um, and it's really important. I remember I was speaking to someone a few months back and she was saying to me, I'm doing all the things. Like I do my morning routine every morning and I do it without fail and I'm ticking off the boxes. And I said, and how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Not enjoying it. She wasn't in actually enjoying that process, but it was kind of like this feeling of I have to do it. I have mm-hmm. to do it or else rather than getting the enjoyment. And that brings us back to the intention of something like a ritual or a morning routine. It's actually pleasure and joy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's not, you know, it's it's not about if I don't, I have to do it because if I don't do it, something dreadful might happen. And it's actually giving yourself permission to say, I don't feel like doing that today. I'm going to do something else or I'm going to do nothing at all because it's my choice. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's an interesting thing as well. Sometimes we can feel guilt or shame around not doing the things we think we should be doing. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it doesn't help us when we want to really step into and embrace the whole reason that we do what we do in the first place because we love it and the reason we work for ourselves. Exactly. And we know, right, that marketing, that selling can feel so heavy. And that's why people do say, I just want to serve. I just want to do what I love. You know, I've got this thing that I know really helps people. I just want to do that. And the other stuff, you know, because we're not necessarily qualified marketers, you know, we don't understand all the sales techniques, but my soulful CEO approach is very much that you don't need to. It's very much this, the skills to learn. And they're always going to be more masculine things, you know, actually how to use Instagram and you know, what hook is, you know, for content, it's going to be certain things to learn and skills, but actually the energy of it and the intention and the focus of it comes from you. And Mm. that's what rituals allow you to do. Like my morning ritual sets me up. I get content coming through all the time, you know, get nudges of what to work on. I might plan a day, but personally, I'm then like, oh no, this is feeling really exciting. So I'm not going to force that other thing. If I don't need to, I'm going to do this. Yes. So my morning ritual, the intention of it mm. is tuning into how I feel, using the modalities that we, you know, know and love to actually release some resistance and stickiness. Yes. You know, understand what, what fears are coming up, understand what old stories are there that are going to limit my day. Mm. And then coming back into intention and focus and what do I want to work on? Where's the creativity? And because I'm soulful as well, what's the soulful nudges? What's the direction I'm heading in today? But handing it over, that's why I love the soulfulness. It's not all on your shoulders. You get guidance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can get those downloads that say, mm, yeah. yeah, okay, we're going in this direction today. Mm-hmm. And I know it's just so powerful, isn't it? When you have that feeling of excitement or, um, you know, anticipation in your business as well. I find whenever I'm excited about something or I'm in that feeling of like it's Chris I'm anticipating something like Christmas morning that's when I know that clients are coming in that's that's for me my signal that you know there are more people who are going to sign up for the certification etc on their way and it's it's always true 
So, uh, which is which is interesting because it is that whole energetic, it's that energetic space that we operate in, um, that just is so beautiful that we can lean into. And let's think about. I'd love to talk about now your miracle mindset because this is what you support your clients in in developing. Tell us a little bit about what a miracle mindset is, first of all, and why is it important for female entrepreneurs? Yeah, and I know, you know, there's so much gorgeous stuff that you share with mindset as well. And the miracle mindset for me is you have the fixed mindset and then you open your mindset, you know, to open (laughs) the shades and see wider. And the miracle is then working from like the crown upwards. Mm. So not just focusing on what's here in the 3D now, but actually being open to all possibilities and almost leaning into, I don't need to know everything. I don't need to know all the answers. And this is where like that beautiful relationship with the, the whether you call it the universe or energy, Source. it's almost like leaning into this miracle mindset of being, I'm open to miracles. I'm open to be guided. I don't need to know all the answers. Feeling detached from the goals. You know, it's almost this manifesting mindset. But for me, I've been on a journey of manifesting, of realizing that you can manifest from the ego or you can yes. manifest from the divine, divine, mm. like energetics, divine energy. And for me, I was manifesting from the ego for a long time. I've been like, I want it, I got it. And that's actually not a miracle mindset. That's manipulating energy and trying to force yourself to get results. Mm. Whereas miracle mindset is almost trusting that success is inevitable. Yes. And that when you are present and you tune in and you listen to the guidance, you're always going to be on that way, on that journey and receiving more and more abundance. Mm. And it's less about you and your stories and your past. It's this disconnection of like lovingly appreciating that part of you, but more focusing on limitless possibilities. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. It's just so resonant when we think about how unlimited we are and how mm-hmm. much possibility exists if only we allow ourselves to believe that there is. Mm-hmm. Do you find, so when you're helping your clients to develop their miracle mindset, do you find they have any resistance that comes up? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Because we're human. The human's always going to want evidence. Hmm. to want proof to Hmm. know that it's been done before and feel safe and how I define it because I'm I'm all about simplicity in my business (laughs) is taming the human and expanding soul because our human it's changing the relationship with fear and the attachment to ego it's always going to be there there's always going to have this awareness of it so I'm being fearless or egoless mm. you're setting yourself up to fail if that's what you're looking for but it's changing the relationship that you can have ego you can be aware of it you can be the witness to your fear you can allow the fear to be processed in your body 
you know, for 60, 90 seconds, allow it to flow. And then you get to come back into soul and possibility and the unknown is essentially a new relationship, feeling safe in the unknown mm. of the unproven yes. and having faith in something that you can't yet see, feel and touch. Yes. And, and that takes time. Mm. It's not like you flip a switch in your head and you're like, ah, miracle mindset. Here I go. It's <laughs> continuously choosing yeah. to show up and trust until mm. you do have more and more evidence of like, okay, it's safe to trust now. Things always work out for me. Mm. I'm never actually things, even when I feel challenging or something's happened unexpectedly, I'm always safe. Mm. I'm actually redirected. Yes. You know, I've had the most horrible things, you know, in my personal life in the last few years. And I'm had this base foundation and I'm still safe. I can feel all the emotions. I can go through some really tough times. I can feel like I'm in the struggle, but I'm actually safe. So that's what started my playing bigger era because it was like, you know what? I can do anything. Yes. Right. It's going to be challenging. It's not saying there's no fear now, but my relationships shifting that I can feel the fear and do it anyway. Like that quote has completely changed for me. Before I used to think, oh, feel the fear, you know, just slap a plaster over it and be like, oh, hi, fear, (laughs) whatever. Let's go do it anyway. But now it's like, oh, I get to feel the fear. Yes. Sit with it, breathe through it. And be like, I see you fear, I get it. It makes sense why you're here, but do it anyway. And take the fear with me. Like hold fear's hand and be like, we got this. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because when is it, you say, it's not like flicking a switch. Here's your, or here you go, here's a miracle. Here's a miracle mindset, (laughs) take it. So that's an, it's an evolution. It's an evolutionary process. It's a learning Mm -hmm. process. And uh, what do you notice that your the biggest changes in your clients? So what do you you've witnessed a change in yourself? What do you witness with your clients? Can you give us a, a couple of examples of, of things that they are able then to do or lean into as a result? Yeah, I feel that there's different seasons of clients. I feel people that are starting out or stepping up, you know, like. I remember when I had say like a 250 pound offer and then went up to like a 3000 pound coaching offer. And when no one was saying yes, the 3000 pound offer, you know, you'd have the doubts or the old stories would come up. What I see of my clients when they're leaning into this work is holding the faith, still showing up, Mm. you know, maybe tweaking, tuning in, like, what do I need to do differently? What needs to change? Sometimes it energy sometimes it's you know something more masculine so I feel there's this faith and trust Mm. and how I teach it is that you have a soul offer to soul clients so if it's soul driven then trust because if you are doing work that is spreading love and has great impact which you know coaching does (laughs) (laughs) right and your soul clients are ones that are ready for that work you get to hold the trust because it's happening and it's supported, you know, universally. So that's definitely one in terms of like selling and marketing. So I think, Mm. I don't know if you've experienced it, Laura, but I know I definitely did of like, 
where is everyone? No one's signing up. Oh, it must be me. No one likes me. All the stories come up from school. Oh, I'm that loser girl. No one wants to work with me. You know, but this work allows you to stay in the higher trust Mm. of that. Actually, you are the vessel. You're here to do it with your soul gifts, but actually it's nothing to do with your past and your stories. You can witness them, you can heal them, but it's not about that. So that's something that's practically you know beautiful but then I've also had you know the miracles you know when you have a miracle mindset I've had people get book deals I had one client that (laughs) we were doing this vision planning and she was like oh I want to be an author and then she was like oh no park that let's do that next year it's too big that week she got an invite to be a paid published author wow (laughs) yeah you know, this this happens time and time again with my clients. You know, they'll be like, oh, I really want to be talking on stage. And then they get an invite to be on stage, yeah. you know, and this is where it's having this trust and that when you tune in to what you're available for and disconnect, and doesn't have to be fully, doesn't have to be fully healed, but disconnect from your past to how that's shaping who you are in the moment. Yeah. You're open for the universe to do its magic. Mm. So it's almost I trust the universe I do your thing but also with this detachment that doesn't always have to be instant there might be some lessons some growth but it's always trusting that it's coming and being detached from what it is as well and I think that whole there's trusting and trusting yourself as well like trusting Mm -hmm. yourself not to shift out of that trust you know Mm -hmm. you know you spoke about the stories that come up and you know I had a period where I think it was April April this year was I had I think I had six or eight people enroll as the entire cohort in my program and so we run two cohorts of up to 16 people I only work in small but this is the smallest amount of people that have ever have ever joined and it it really didn't maybe fleetingly I was Mm -hmm. like oh you know what's happening But it was more like this is the process. Whoever is here in this space is meant to be here in this space and it's paving the way for the next people and there's something that's happening. It's an evolution. And so now, of course, we're enrolling October and it's almost bursting at the seams. So it's interesting how you do, you know, and you've just got to trust that this is right. And also when you are running, I guess, you know, whether you're working one-to-one or when you are running group, programs or you know um courses like I am that it's always the right people who come together at the right Mm -hmm. time and it's Mm -hmm. like there's an energetic match when I used to run retreats it was fascinating because you know I would people would enroll on they wouldn't know each other and they'd all have something in common whether that was they all had the same profession or they'd all just had the same life experience and so when we trust that that it's all landing and we are exactly where we're meant to be in this very moment, I think that's where it just opens up and we can relax. Yeah, the fear comes up. We can say thank you. That's very real. That's I appreciate you being there. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, it's so beautiful. It's just that attachment to that part of us that maybe is creating stories from it. You know, it could have been a story of, like, what's different now? what's changed you know attaching maybe to the climate like the economic climate or is it me you know do I need to tweak something but I love that you came back to this trust and letting go and definitely with the people that come into your world I met one of my best friends through doing the Mindset Coach Academy 
<laughs> yeah, and it's just so beautiful, isn't it? That trust that the right people, the same as your soul clients, will come into your world. Even the triggering ones, they're coming to you for a reason. There's no well, such listen. thing as a, a misaligned yeah. client, right? Maybe they're coming to like show you a boundary that you're that you're not protecting, or they say this need to, you know, notice red flags more. I had that recently this year of like shouldn't have actually said yes to this client because it was too many red flags. <laughs> but I was like, it's fine, I can help. <laughs> but I needed to learn that lesson, right? Trust your intuition. Yeah. So there's exactly. always people come to you for a reason, always. Oh, they do. And I've, you know, I've had that situation where someone, I think 18 months after coming along, has actually written to me to apologize. <laughs> for the way that they this particular person showed up and it's interesting because it's a lesson both ways too right it's a lesson for you Mm -hmm. boundaries you know noticing those red flags but also a lesson for them as well um Mm -hmm. and and everything is about growth and I think the other thing for me with that trust piece is you mentioned the economy and and you know cost of living crisis and all of those things and I think we can listen to those we can listen to those stories other people want to tell you those stories as well like they mm-hmm. might say oh, don't worry it's just the cost of living or it's the way <laughs> the economy is and i think when we yeah we can understand and appreciate that of course the environment the economy what's happening in the world around us ecologically is important for us to pay attention to mm-hmm. but when we think that it can influence what is meant to be for us then it's not mm-hmm you know that's not operating from that from that plane so yeah yeah it is fascinating and I think we're always like you've illustrated we're always doing the work I think you know it's not like (laughs) when you do mindset work it's done and by mindset of course we mean behaviors beliefs values like it's holistic approach it's an ongoing process where those stories come up and then other things come up you know as well and yeah I think that's the beauty of it right it definitely is <laughs> but I must admit I would definitely fell into the category of wanting to be fixed mm-hmm. that when I came to you I think I felt so broken mm. that I was looking for the fix yeah and then there was definitely this season of being frustrated of like I'm still broken like I'm doing all this work I'm really committing and mm-hmm. um, you know doing all the rituals doing all the things you know how do I still feel not good like misaligned mm. and for me that key was I had this belief that I needed to be fixed looking yes. for the golden key it made loads of investments from looking for that one answer that's just gonna propel my business you know from the masculine side the strategy the marketing and yeah the breakthrough for me was realizing you know again that's why it's all about presence for me coming back in seeing where I am loving and feeling appreciative of where I am in this moment who I am and then any investments come from a place of expanding that rather yes. than fixing. Yes. And obviously that's where the gets deeper and deeper each year. But yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the work, the mindset work never ends, but it gets to be a joy because you expand with it. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is a thing like one of the one of the most important lessons I think is that we're not broken right and we think about from positive psychology we are actually whole and complete exactly as we are and it's just the 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 I guess realignment of those parts of us and the rediscovery Mm -hmm. of those parts of us and the beauty of those parts of us as well all of our actions and interactions and our shadows Um, yeah 
And that's, you know, and that's what makes us interesting as human beings, right? Otherwise we'd just be AI with a body. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. I do think that's probably the the biggest healing I had to do was love my shadows. Actually realising that they're, you know, being really candid, like my biggest stories are I'm not enough, I'm Mm -hmm. not worthy. Mm -hmm. And this, and that links to one of like, being isolated and that it makes sense if no one wants to be around me because I'm not enough I'm not good enough yeah and the biggest healing comes from loving that part of me when it shows up it's gonna show up it's gonna just come up in a little sneaky self-sabotage of being like well there you are old friend (laughs) there you are it's okay I'm not expecting you to completely disappear how I visualize it is like younger Becky, younger me. And she Mm. just has this cape on that just says, I'm not enough. Mm. And she just sometimes puts this cape on. And that might mean that she goes, hides in a corner. She might, you know, freeze, you know, out of too much stimulation. And it's just inviting her forward, that inner child work and just being like, I see you, I understand you. And I'm going to love bomb you. Let's just sit together. What do you need? And that's been the breakthrough for me. Instead of needing to be healed, needing to be like thinking I'm broken, I need healing. It's like, ah, this is just a part of me. Mm. And accepting that it's always going to show up takes Mm. the pressure off and allows it when she does come forward to be like, Okay, it makes sense why you're here. But now in a morning meditation, I can be with her and really alchemize Mm. that energy in a session with myself because of that continual practice. Mm. So yeah, I think it's, Mm. yeah, beautiful. It is. It's incredibly powerful, I think, inner child and recognizing that we are always reparenting our inner child (laughs) and recognizing it and knowing, you know, where it comes from and, and what those messages are and that we can love ourselves through that relationship through that acknowledgement rather than saying oh come on just get on with it actually sitting with it and acknowledging and maybe even allowing that voice that may have been never heard or you know ignored or um just not even there to say anything right because they thought what's the point right actually hearing and acknowledging is so important um you know and yeah it's that's a whole other topic which we'll probably (laughs) come back and talk about which is you know inner child and 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 the work that we do there in recognizing that um Mm -hmm. and integrating as well into that whole that we are so Mm -hmm. um yeah and lots of great lots of great tools for for working with inner child and recognizing them. So it's been a wonderful discussion with you, Becky, today. All these different areas. It's so (laughs) lovely to see you. And listen, you have got something that's incredible for us, um, a free gift for everyone listening, which is your soul client activation. Tell us a bit more about that, please. Of course. So it's leans into the energetics of business Mm -hmm. and it's for people that have what I call a soul offer. They know who they're selling to. And this activation when done every day for seven days, just energetically aligns you to receive. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not ever taken away the action and like the focus and the clarity that you're already working on. It's not like you listen to this if you haven't got an offer necessarily out in the world, Mm -hmm. but it's really powerful when you're selling, when you're launching, listen to this every day. And the activation just opens this portal for your soul clients to flow effortlessly in. 
and yeah my clients use it and you know we're like oh someone's messaged me out the blue who's you know never followed me before and here they are I'm like of course they have (laughs) of course they have that's right of course they have and tell us so it's a it's a meditation how long is it Becky do you can you remember how I want to say it's about 20 minutes Mm. yeah so 20 minutes it's um yeah it's just it's a visualization but it's energetically activating so you end feeling light open and excited to sell oh how gorgeous and how when do you is there a specific time of day you recommend people listen to it or just when they when they feel like it should be the same time of day every day I think it is intuitive Mm. I tend to do those sorts of things in the morning because my energy just feels reset yeah, kind of more open to like connecting, mm-hmm. but you could do it like before doing an IG live. You could do it before doing like just say doing a masterclass or something, just to get your energy attuned. And of course, before bed, if you want to fall asleep to it, it's gonna just align you for a gorgeous sleep and subconscious work. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, wonderful! It's been so so wonderful chatting with you, Becky. We're also mm-hmm. going to put the details of how you can work with Becky below this episode. Uh, do you want to just share with us a couple of ways that people can work with you at the moment, Becky? Of course. So I have one-to-one um, offers, which is for people that are playing bigger, maybe feeling some self-sabotage, and maybe it's old habits, old behaviours. So my work is that mixture of gorgeous mindset work and somatic work and then rituals. Um, I also have a mastermind, which is similar work, but where you want to be surrounded by fellow Mm. entrepreneurs that are playing bigger going for it and exploring some of the same you know resistances that you're going through so yeah they're the two ways to work with me is whether you want one-to-one becky time or whether you're ready for more soul sistership brilliant that sounds absolutely fantastic so we'll put those details down below and um i really look forward to everyone uh, hearing all the feedback from the episode and you're getting in contact with Becky. I'm going to listen to the Soul Client Activation as well, um, integrate it as Thanks part of my morning, morning routine. And we'd definitely love to have you back, Becky, as well. Um, and we'll do something around around inner, inner child next time, I think, because I think it's a, a topic that's really interesting for a lot of people out there. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute delight. And, uh, yeah. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.